from the high desert in the great American Southwest. I bid you all good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever the case may be, wherever you are in this wide, wide world, all the time zones covered in some way, every inch of the way by this program, Midnight in the Desert by Hate Radio. I'm Hate Sec. It is a pleasure to be here with you all at this time of day, whatever time that is. It's going to be a unique show tonight for sure. I want to welcome some new affiliates to the program tonight. Let us begin with the commercial one, KAWL 1370 AM in York, Nebraska. All right, now the following are non-coms, but they do cover these areas pretty well, uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. So welcome to 95.5 in Fort Worth, Texas, KIYQ 107.1 in Las Vegas, just over the hill, WEFA 92.5 FM in Ocala, Florida, WZQR 100.7 in Boquilia, Florida. Oh, I believe Stupid Demon Baby knows where that is. And uh, let's see, WQRP 92.9 in Malakoff, Texas, KTSQ in Pearly, Texas on 97.3, and then finally, KZPZ. KZPZ, I kind of like that one, as in Easy Peasy, 106.7 FM, Mount Vernon, Texas. A lot going on in Texas. More than you know. Also welcoming tonight's sponsor, BetterHelp.com. We'll hear more from them later on in the program. Before we even hear from Kilgore, that is just how important tonight's sponsors are. Now I'm going to read you this and make of this what you will, but it scared me a little bit. We had a victim of Havana Syndrome ready to give an interview tonight. Not an alleged victim, as her Wikipedia page suggests, but the real McCoy. Unfortunately, our guest, Elaine Miller, just hours prior to appearing on this program, seems to have disappeared. Uh, despite buying the blue check mark, this did not afford her any protections, and we see now that her Twitter account has been suspended leading up to tonight's program. And her other methods of contact have also become unreachable. Elaine has been in contact with us from an undisclosed location someplace in the United Kingdom. Folks, that's just how dangerous this subject matter is tonight. We're talking about the Havana Syndrome. And uh, Miss Miller, unfortunately, uh, may or may not be appearing on tonight's broadcast as scheduled. And until we hear anything further, we are hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. Thoughts and prayers go out to Elaine Miller and her family in this dark and unusual hour. The subject of tonight's program, Havana Syndrome, what is it? Where does it come from? What does it feel like? What are its lasting consequences? Is there such a thing as long Havana? All these questions we were hoping to have answered tonight directly from the mouth of a victim, and we may still yet. Uh, there is a missing persons report filed with the National uh, Crime Agency, I think is what it's called over there. That's the English version of the FBI, and uh, Toxi is actually on the ground in London working with authorities to recover Elaine Miller's remains. Havana Syndrome, as you might imagine from the name, first sprang up in 2016 when American embassy workers in Cuba began to describe similar symptoms, all similar to each other, of headaches, dizziness, and high-pitched noises heard in one ear suggesting the attacks were coming from a specific direction. More on that later. We also have examples of that sound 
that people like Elaine Miller and other victims heard, triggering the mysterious illness we now know as Havana Syndrome. An embassy, as Julian Assange and ambassadors in Cuba have shown us, is a cursed location. Having recently returned to New York City, I've become a little more familiar with locations and their auras and the cursed feelings around certain areas. For example, I recently went to a place called Little Park. Now, uh, for, for some of you who know me, you know that I left New York City for a little while. I had to take care of a family member and uh, ended up staying a little longer because I got into some pretty cool journalism while I was down south. And so uh, what began as a three-month visit turned into more than a year's stay. And um, right before I left, I was really excited to see this uh, park on the Hudson that they were building. It was this futuristic-looking fucking park that, uh, like, it didn't even look like it belonged in New York City. It looked like it belonged in, um, I don't know, like San Francisco in the year 2200. And it was really cool, or so I thought it would be. And uh, I never forgot about it. And I finally got back to New York City because they had just finished it. And I was supposed to go with my friend. And um, just for whatever reason, we didn't get out there. So I got back, and uh, my friend came into town. So I was like, let's go see Little Park. I've been dying to get out there. They just It's two years old now. It's had some time to, like, settle in. And uh, so we went out to this place called Little Park. And what a shithole Little Park is. So you get there. And right away, like, there's rules, and the first thing I noticed was that nobody was on the grass. It was, like, a miserable hot day in July, but, like, nobody was laying in the shade in the grass under the trees. I was like, all right. And then I noticed that they were, they were like, roped off. So I realized that we just have to walk along these fucking narrow paths, like, up and around and all over Little Park. And uh, PCAP is laughing in the chat room because he knows the little park rules yeah so there's nowhere to be the grass is off limits there's limited seating I, w I watched my friend sit down and then this like indian couple that was walking behind us they were like oh i guess we can't sit down <laughs> because there's just so little seating and everybody's fucking miserable and like they're rolling their eyes because like she got the bench um and there's nothing to see except these weird spinning discs that create optical illusions. Like, you, you, you can see it on the internet. You can look at an animated GIF of a spiral and then close your eyes. And you'll still see the spiral. Or if you look away, the room will look like you're on acid for a second. So that's what they had out there. That was what there was to do. Nowhere to sit except for this amphitheater that is in the direct sun. And... Uh, uh, it's another place where there's no shade, there's no cover, there's no awning, but we found a spot up at the top, like at the top left of the amphitheater on the, the New Jersey side, and there was just this like triangle of shade that I let her sit in, and I didn't get any. And so we're sitting there, taking a load off, just kind of watching the people, and we realize that there's this couple down in front of us breaking up, and it's a bad one. And the girl's, like, saying her final goodbyes. She's saying goodbye to, the, like, the mutual bro friend that they had. And we're like, damn, that's tense. And then we look across the way, and there's this other couple breaking up. And we see her, like, take off the wedding ring and put it in this douchebag's hand. 
and he's just sitting there staring at her like a robot while she's trying to extract any little bit of humanity out of this fucking guy that she can. Like, you, you know what this looks like. And so we were watching that, and we were like, Jesus Christ, dude. This place is cursed. Like, I mean, we're miserable. Look at these fucking people. You know, they're breaking up all around us. Everybody who was together was breaking up. And, uh, uh, so she gets the wise idea to bring up my reaction to this fucked up thing that she said like two years ago. And I'm thinking, where is this coming from? We get along every time we're together, except for right now, you're going to bring this up. And, and we got into it. I was like, actually, if you really want to get into it, you're wrong. <laughs> and I've never deviated from that. I just dropped it so that we could have sex, but you're wrong. And uh, she was like, yeah, but this. And, and I'm like, yeah, but okay, but you're still wrong. And she was, and she kept leaning into it. And I said, dude, this place is fucking awful. We have to get out of here right now before what happens to these fucking people starts happening to us. So as I get up, I see this woman. She's got her sunglasses on. I'm like, you watching that? Pointing across the way. And she's like, what? Oblivious to the, the fucking hell that we're in. So we got the fuck out of there and enjoyed the rest of our evening. Here's another cursed location. The Chicago White Sox Stadium. My, my friend just moved to Chicago, so he's doing all the, the major spots. And so he went to a Chicago White Sox game. And he sent us a picture from the parking lot. And I see that in Chicago, they have called their stadium the guaranteed rate field. How unimaginative was that fucking executive when they acquired the stadium? This is the ultimate corporate fat-ass cunt piece of shit that was probably like laying in a double tree when his accountant or whoever, some acquisitions person came in and said, um, yeah, so we just acquired... Comiskey Park or whatever, U.S. Cellular Park. She's like, we have the option to rename it. Um, actually, because of the terms in the agreement, we pretty much have to. And without even a pause, you know this motherfucker didn't even think about the question. He just blurted out, like, the same fucking slogan he's been hammering down everybody's throats for the past nine years. Guaranteed. What's that? I say guaranteed rate field. Like, sir, you realize this is a cultural landmark that upwards of millions of people are going to see it. It's going to be in their pictures. They're going to be they're going to have to refer to it as something. They're going to say the name of it. He's like, "Yeah. Yeah, that's the point." That's kind of fucked up, right? They started calling it US Cellular Field, Guaranteed Rate Field, Nokia Stadium. What happened to War Memorial Park and shit like that? Okay, let's not get into that. I'm starting to sound like that, that fucking uh, old guy meme. So, uh, continuing on, what's going to happen in a moment is we're going to have on Kilgore, and we're going to unpack the mystery of this missing person. I understand Kilgore has gone to the National Crime Agency and filed a missing persons report. And this is the consequence, unfortunately, of opening up about secret government programs, directed energy attacks, but we will not be deterred. They might have gotten Elaine. She might really be in trouble. And um, maybe what we decide to talk about next on tonight's program is going to make whatever they do to her all the more worse. However, that's a risk we here at the Internet Chronicle are willing to take. If it means getting to the truth out and uncovering what's really going on behind the scenes 
and before our very eyes, right out in the open, folks. They're they're hitting you with the fucking direct energy beams, and we're gonna talk about it. Okay, we're we're brave over here. We're we we, we stay uh. We keep our heads above the water, you know what I mean? We don't put our heads in the sand like those other podcasts. Um, so stay right where you are. These interviews are few and far between, folks. And if we can get her on, okay, this is Midnight in the Desert, and I'm hate sec as usual, raging in the nighttime. Um, and before we go to break, I just received word that recently a figure in our community has died. Thanks to PCAP for letting me know. Uh, that Ron Dito, as many of us on IRC knew him, died in August. And I, and I look over here in the IRC chat, and I see that uh, they're, they're doing the macros and um, the memes for Ron Dito. And that's really nice. And, um, I, you know, I, I've heard some weird shit about him. Um, many of us are, are just finding out this weekend, even though he died in August. And if you knew Rod, Ron Dito, you had some feelings about him. I've heard some wild stories. Probably all of them are true. But Rondito was nice to me. He loved Internet Chronicle. He actually listened to Hate Radio, just like we're all doing right now. And it felt like Rondito would always be there. I mean, every time I came into IRC, it would light up. And it would be Rondito saying hello. He was never an asshole to me. Um, but now he isn't. Take time to love and appreciate one another because eventually all of us will go offline for the last time. Okay, this is Hate Radio. And you're listening to Midnight in the Desert Edition. We don't usually do them like this, but I love Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> Are you ready for the great atomic power? 
to meet the Lord. Give your heart and soul to Jesus. He will be your shielding sword. He will surely stay beside you and you'll never taste of death. For your soul will fly to safety and eternal peace and rest. Are you ready, ready for the great atoning power? Will you rise and meet your Savior in the air? Will you shout or will you cry when the fire ain't from on high? Are you ready for the great atomic destruction fall in all its purity green god will surely save his children from that awful awful fate are you ready, are you ready for the great atomic power will you rise and meet your savior in the air will you shout or will you cry when the fire ain't from on high are you ready for the great atomic power Attention. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with TerraMax-associated hypertension syndrome, you may be entitled to financial compensation. This form of heart strain is a rare hypertension linked to TerraMax exposure. Exposure to TerraMax in the Navy, shipyards, mills, heating, construction, or the news industries may put you at risk. Please don't wait. Call 1-917-675-4836 today for a free legal consultation and financial information packet. The 4th of July edition TerraMax has been shown to contain trace amounts of angel dust or PCP. TerraMax-associated hypertension patients Call now, 1-917-675-4836. I'm Drew Sasko. If tonight's the night you're gonna leave me all alone Don't you worry, babe, I'm not surprised I'll reap what I have sown I guess you sold me down the line When my money went down the drain I can see you smiling now While my tears come down like rain 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 Don't leave me no letter on my bed. There are things between you and me, babe. It was late at night in Havana, Cuba, in 2016, when one of the U.S. Embassy staff awoke to a loud, piercing sound in one ear, followed by acute nausea and vertigo. Within years, similar symptoms of the mysterious illness had been reported by hundreds. Some say as many as 1,000 U.S. spies, diplomats, and defense officials in China, Russia, Austria, Serbia, the White House, and beyond. The U.S. still doesn't know who or what is behind the incidents. Theories range from a sonic weapon attack to nerve agents and microwave death rays. There's no physical evidence of a weapon, however, in Moscow, China, and Havana deny any involvement in the attacks, if there were, in fact, any attacks to deny. 
The CIA has tentatively ruled out that the mysterious symptoms known as Havana Syndrome are the result of a sustained global campaign by a hostile power. But, in dozens of cases, including Elaine Miller's, the agency hasn't ruled out foreign involvement, including in cases that originated at the U.S. Embassy in Havana. So what do we know about the mysterious so-called Havana Syndrome? Well, they could be energy attacks, like I said earlier. A plot twist from a spy thriller, the U.S. National Academies found that the most plausible explanation is that the U.S. is being attacked by directed, pulsed radio frequency energy, in other words, microwave attacks. The technology dates back to the U.S.-Soviet Cold War, when high-powered beams were designed to disable electronics. Electronics weren't disrupted during the 2016-2017 Havana attacks, however, suggesting either that the power levels were lower than required or microwave-directed energy weapons weren't used. Or that you can't hook up a microwave to a fucking gun. Um, <laughs> but we do know that during the Cold War, uh, beams of microwaves were aimed at the U.S. Embassy building in Moscow between, like, 1953 and 1976 uh, because there were medical studies looking at the staff. And initially, a beam bathed the entire 10-floor U.S. Embassy directed from an apartment building about a football field west. So they were shooting it to the east directly into the embassy. By 1975, there were two beams, one directed from about 100 yards east and the other south, so the same location, and then they added another one. The U.S. determined espionage was the most likely motive with beams used to activate embassy bugs or interfere with American transmissions. A shield was eventually installed, and at least officially, no adverse health effects were found. Now, they've been shooting it at the White House, the U.S. Embassy in Cuba is definitely not the only incident. What began with a dozen complaints in Havana back in 2016 soon rose to hundreds of reports, including CIA staff in far-flung places. There was one CIA officer, Mark, I guess his name was Polymeropoulos, awoke in a Moscow hotel room with vertigo. He couldn't stand up. And uh, he said he was concerned about the adversaries behind this because ultimately... He believed this is an act of war. Again, this is something that uh, tonight's guest, who is in the chat room now, it looks like she, she did turn up, Troll Cow is here, uh, was the victim of one such directed energy attack. Now, other CIA officers complain of attacks in London, Uzbekistan. Um, there's mystery ailments hitting soldiers in Syria. Canadian embassy staff complain of these concussion-like symptoms while they're in Havana, uh, with one person describing himself as a zombie. Several incidents were reported in the U.S., including a National Security Council staffer who described collapsing at the White House gates, convinced he was going to die. Actually, that was Joe Biden just trying to get across the stage. Uh, no, we got to be serious. This is the Coast to Coast AM episode, and Art Bell would never sacrifices professionalism like that for a pithy joke. So there was an incident in China that mirrors the Havana situation. Catherine, War Catherine Werner was jolted awake one night in 2017. This is shortly after the, the first one appeared. 
there was a pulsing, humming sound in her apartment in Guangzhou, China. She suffered headaches, nausea, and loss of balance for months after this, initially believing it was connected to the pollution there, which is heavy, especially in that district. But her mother flew out to help, and she also got sick. I mean, that could also be explained by the pollution there. If you walk around in the streets, uh, you, you cough up black shit like you've been smoking cigarettes. Even her dogs got sick. It's like, all right, dude, maybe maybe it was just a shitty, polluted environment. She was medevaced back to the U.S. and diagnosed with an organic brain injury. And the State Department ended up testing like 300 other staff in China, sending 15 home for further tests. And Ch China denied any role in it, um, what the United States was calling a health attack. And they were never able to determine a cause or a culprit. Uh Canadian scientists are looking at chemical causes. Um, psychological problems might also drive up these numbers. Sufferers describe the initial noise as a screeching, chirping, clicking, and piercing, followed by a sensation of intense pressure or vibration. We're going to bring Kilgore on in just a minute, and we're going to listen to that sound together and see if we can't ourselves come down with a little Havana syndrome. And maybe you guys, too, because you're going to hear it, too. And you guys are weak. You guys are weak-minded. That's why you use our sponsor, BetterHelp.com. The side effects are physical, loss of movement, hearing, concentration. But is the Havana syndrome also psychological? And this is what I really want to get into with our guest tonight, Elaine Miller. Uh, incidentally, she is also she she calls herself Troll Cow because uh, she managed to flip around the whole lol cow thing, where uh, she was a targeted individual. See, this is a theme with her. She was a targeted individual. Um, by the Kiwi Farms community, and uh, she tried to turn all this around, so she uh, herself has catapulted from lol cow status to troll cow status, and uh, folks, you've never seen anything like it. Uh, do yourself a favor, okay? And uh, if you will, please, go to chronicle.su. Go to chronicle.su, and you'll see a picture of troll cow. Click on that, and when you click on that, you'll be taken to pictures and accounts of her bout with Havana Syndrome. From the high desert, you're sure getting it tonight. What a story. So Troll Cow is indeed tonight's guest, Havana Syndrome. Might want to check out her accounts on Chronicle.su. There are multiple. I encourage all of you to look very carefully at those. Nobody is certain who's behind the attacks. The U.S. has not officially pointed the finger at any country, but if the incidents are related to microwave beams, there are plenty of suspects. The U.S., Russia, China, and dozens of other countries have active, high-power microwave research programs. So there could be one country, or dare I say a cabal, of international villains operating in the shadows to hurt our guest. On the flip side, there's no evidence yet that secret microwave weapons or any other weapons are being used to target individuals beyond these shitty forums and cyber-stalking collectives. So without a smoking gun, Havana Syndrome might remain one of the most peculiar enigmas in espionage history, and tonight that is what we're going to explore on the Midnight in the Desert edition of Internet Chronicle Hate Radio. You're listening to a motherfucker of a show, 
and um, I am really excited to get into it. So we're just uh, we have to go to a, a quick break, and then uh, then we can get into it. Chronicle presents Midnight in the Desert with Kilgore and Hatesack on Hate Radio. piece of shit here we go is it working how do you even know damn that was a good take if you listen to this program maybe you have a need for therapy many times if you've tried to work through something as significant as what drives us to produce hate radio it would be helpful to have a professional that can assist you We've been sponsored for years by BetterHelp.com. Click that link below and enter code HATE to receive a 10% discount on your first month. Same as if you went to the website yourself and tried the introductory rate, but this way we get a small percentage of your attempt to compensate for a lifetime of trauma, you little bitch. 
Select a therapist that can assist you, you weak piece of shit. Please, if this is something that's an ongoing thing with you, like it usually fucking is, it's always your fault and it's never ours, and you find that your abusive relationship to hate radio is difficult to break out of, seek a therapy that would be most helpful for you, you fucking mongoloid idiot. Call BetterHelp now and we'll lead you on a wild goose chase to your mental health, 30 minutes at a time. BetterHelp lowers the value of your mental health all the way down to just $300 a month. That's cheap therapy. Cheap therapy's tearing our life. In addition, Dr. Angstrom H. Troubadour, a trusted source of information and public health tips at Internet Chronicle, offers a set of courses that helps state actors and dissidents recover from the devastating symptoms of Havana Syndrome. Hi, I'm Dr. Troubadour. 30 minutes on the phone with me is enough time to unpack all your shit and I'm out. After that, it's your mess to clean up. Do you understand? Okay, I've already moved on to my next client. Do you recognize how confidential? Our sessions are so confidential that after a session, I don't even think about you. I don't bother to know you. That's what makes talking to me so safe. I could give a rat's ass about you. I'm Dr. Troubadour, and that's what makes me such a great therapist. You think I'm sharing your secrets with the government like I give a fuck? I don't even take notes. What am I going to share? Buy my self-help series, available at LiebelDroker.com. Read my publications in the Internet Chronicle Medical Review, like you always fucking do. They're free for a reason. I'm Dr. Troubadour, and I sound like this because I'm in the Witness Protection Program. Now look, I got a patient dying on the operating table, okay? I've got to get back in there. Please get this fucking microphone off me. Get me out. I can't be seen talking to you. Get away! Get away from me! This is a Chronicle.su breaking news update. I'm Lax Shang. Veteran attorney Sue Basco told the New York Times today that more than 10,000 women have joined a class action lawsuit against Liebel Droker Incorporated for fraudulently impregnating them with a single individual semen. That man's name? Disgraced Miami doctor Angstrom H. Troubadour. More at 11.
matters are best handled by those who understand, helping you in the darkness, like Hatesec and Kilgore. To call the show, please dial 1-917-675-4836. From somewhere in the desert, this is Hate Radio. listening to hate radio live from the american desert in the great southwest let's see um do we have kilgore in the studio yes we do oh, hey yeah. kilgore hey hello hello hey man uh, oh wait that's not professional uh, joining us for the live for the full hours right. <laughs> wild bill kilgore of the internet chronicle uh, kilgore is an editor and a journalist and uh, recovered troll cow tonight how'd you do that well let me tell you i had to go uh down into the sewers and um you know we had to, we had to send out all the we had to send out some radio radar signals bounced it back now she does not like those send out some telegrams i understand you, know you were knee goes. deep in the muck and the mire and uh, bouncing signals off the walls like a fucking bat trying to find its way through the darkness and you you somehow you found your way to her well i i she wasn't really missing to begin with turns out that's just your normal normal thing uh but you know it starts out listen let me tell you about this she's got havana syndrome but she's recovered uh so she can talk to us today. And I, and I want to really hear from, yeah, like, I, I want to know what it's like to first experience it and then fucking recover from it. Well, uh, let's bring her on then. Let's just bring her on. <clears throat> yeah, we'll get to that. But um, what, what, what do you know about Havana Syndrome? Like, what's your opinion of it? A lot of people think it's bullshit. My opinion? Well, I've had a, I've had a mild case myself. Is that when uh, when you were bit by a tick and you got Lyme disease? No, no, that's another thing entirely. The Vanna syndrome hit me just because uh, when when I went up to the towers uh, on the mountain, the, the radio towers, oh, I yeah. got hit with something up there. Now we've spent quite a bit of time up at those towers, and there's all those warnings yeah. that tell you stay Don't away from these towers. <laughs> yeah, I heard some heard some horrible ringing noise. Oh yeah, that's right. And then it hit me. Um, yeah, so before we bring her on, we don't want to subject our tonight's guest to this noise, yeah, but we, right. we have it here, and uh, let's, let's have a, a listen to this noise. This is, the, uh, this is what Americans heard in the Cuba attacks. This is the sound. And if you're sensitive, please turn your radio volume down at this moment. Yeah, cause if you guys are a bunch of pussies and you can't handle a little Havana syndrome, please don't listen to this next uh segment it's it could be as long as two minutes while we while we make our way to the actual sound itself here we go uh this is from an associated press news report straight out of havana the recording gives us the first tangible sense of what it was like for these american government workers in havana who were hearing these unexplained sounds in their residences and later developed physical symptoms 
Americans who heard these sounds in Havana. So that's the sound, and you would hear that sound. Whoops, I've got you turned down, sorry. There are slight variations. And uh, after hearing that sound, it could be weeks into months into a, as long as a year of stumbling around like a, like a concussion patient. Losing your balance and so on. But let's hear it firsthand. Now, um, this is all this is all to hearsay secondhand accounts. We've got an actual victim tonight of, of Havana syndrome. Now, in the chat room, I saw her describing uh, a year of dizziness. People said, oh, you got attacked by uh, you've been uh, you're a targeted individual and you're being attacked by by these state actors. That's based. And what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a, a year of dizziness is not based, she says no, in the chat. it's pretty cringe, actually. <laughs> it's pretty cringe. Yeah, imagine succumbing to a directed energy attack. Now, um, you know, maybe maybe BetterHelp.com could be a... <laughs> what troll count is. Without, BetterHelp.com. Uh, better not help... Is more more like what it sounds like when Doctor Troubadour gets involved. You don't know what he is going to do when he gets that noggin open and he starts fishing around in there. Oh, speaking of fishing, it seems like every time I see you, you've got a, a new piece of tackle and you're slinging it out into, into a creek and pulling fish up. Yeah, yeah, I've been fishing uh, recently. Nuclear uh, fishing. We're catching three-eyed, four-eyed fish out here. Throw them back. You don't want to eat those. How did you like that uh, that that little country music song about the nuclear explosions in the sky? I love I love that song. It's a great one. Now we've we've got another one that we'll play on on another coast to coast AM edition of uh, them talking about the UFOs descending. Mm-hmm. What was going on in that time of American songwriting where they were like they took the same beat. Maybe you will see a big explosion raining from the sky, and whatever was going on in the news, they were they would like put it in the into this format. It was like that. Was that the only way that people could ingest information there for a little while? Because it was UFOs. It was news. Oh, definitely. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with a good uh, a song that's journalistic. The who, what, where, when, and why. That's a great way to tell <laughs> to write a song. <laughs> Uh, many many songs follow that format. Yeah, not not all songs are journalistic, but some are. And a lot of them only uh, will only talk about the why, and you leave out a lot of who and what, and it's up to interpretation. And those are maybe the best ones. Which is fine. It's, I mean, it's a matter of taste. Yeah, it's a matter of taste. But uh, yeah, ingesting in, in whatever's happening on the front page as a as a hymn. Is just crazy to me. I mean, I can see how that's how those like political uh, oriented uh, religious cults get started is, is shit like that. So without further ado, um, Havana syndrome. Oh, why is it that when you get Lyme disease, uh, you start talking like a conspiracy nut? Have you noticed that people that oh, get Lyme disease okay, sound so, like they have conspiracies? Well, there's all these different diseases. Uh, long COVID is not is like there's real long COVID and then there's other long COVID that they don't really know what's causing it. And there's, that's also the same thing with fibromyalgia. It's real, but they don't really know what's causing it. Um, long chronic Lyme, it can be the 
you know, sometimes they can be, you get these infections that go on and on. Other times people think they have chronic Lyme, but it's really just traces that anybody who's ever had Lyme will have in their system. But they're also experiencing chronic symptoms, so they don't really know that's what's causing it. And, um, and if I had so, yeah. something for a long time, for like six weeks, if I was sick with the same thing, I bet I mm-hmm. bet two years could go by and I would still sort of think that I feel it because I just got so used to it. I wouldn't I would have forgotten what it's like to feel normal. I, that's I mean, possibly. I, I really don't know uh, too much about it, but I do know that it, it's a thin, it's a whole th- controversial thing just to even talk about uh yeah, yeah. A lot of these things when you they don't really know every case what's causing it. And uh, I w- I went on a date with this girl. She was a dancer, and um, everything was going really cool until she told me about her Lyme disease. And she got this crazy look in her eyes, and she started getting into that. Do you re- do you know what's really going on in this country? <laughs> look in her face, and she's trying to tell me about her Lyme disease because nobody believes her. And I would feel the same way. If I was in a in a embassy in Cuba and all of a sudden we all got sick at exactly the same time, dude, three years would go by and I would be wondering like, hmm, when they cooked my brain with that fucking microwave, did that have any lasting consequences? I guess I'll find out when I'm 75. And then nobody can do anything about it. Well, let's let's bring Troll Cow in and uh, and see what's going on. Uh, live from. The United Kingdom, we have with us Troll Cow. Can you hear us all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Cool. Hey, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you for joining us. So uh, what what made you decide to agree to come on tonight's program uh, with so much danger in the air about, about opening up about something like this? Well, as far as I see it, it's like, um, I feel like these things can only really happen because people don't talk about them um, in the sense that things like Havana syndrome tend to actually just end up happening under the radar because no one wants to talk about it because no one wants to cause it to happen again. And then it just, that doesn't solve anything, you know? Do you have any idea who might have wanted to attack you with a direct energy weapon? No idea. Like, absolutely no idea. (laughs) Do you think it could have been Kiwi Farms? No, Someone I don't think it's Kiwi Farms. No, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that Josh is fairly well connected, but I don't think he is well connected enough when to, did it, to be able to have access to those kind of agents. Uh, when did you it first happen? It, Pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about when you first heard the noise and what it was like so, in those first moments. Tell us where you were. It was it was something that took me a long time to realize that it was Havana Syndrome. Like It took a long time to get the diagnosis. Because the first time, the first sign of it was after I'd been to a party. So I thought for a very, very long time that I just had a hangover, like a really long hangover. So the first sign of it was when I woke up having gone to this party, being like, wow, I am really hungover, man. Um, And I was like, this will go away in the day. So it got to the day after and I still had this feeling of a hangover. So you bl- had you blacked out at this party? Where was no, the party? No, like no. I, I honestly hadn't like drunken enough to, to have as bad of a hangover as I had. Oh, oh but, okay. Um, and what happened? Was, where did this party take place, Elaine? 
Now this party, this is what's interesting. It actually was the last time I saw my friend before he disappeared off the face of the earth and was reported dead by multiple oh, wow. newspapers. So my friend, um, for those of you, a lot of people think these people, this person doesn't exist. This person's Martin Skinner. You can look his name up. And um, okay. his he was supposedly found dead by suicide of a heroin overdose, but he'd never taken heroin. I'd never seen him take heroin. He's never mentioned it. And the other thing that I find even more interesting is there's no death records. I called up all the embassies. I called up like everywhere that would have a record on him if there was one and there was no death record. So the whole thing, in my opinion, was kind of just a, a press. And in what city uh, did Martin live and die? I'm reading so, off the wire right now that Martin was a bankrupt property tycoon, 42, who crashed his 140,000 pound Porsche while high on cocaine. Yeah. In, so, in, in Dubai, in Dubai. So he, this happened, he supposedly died in Dubai which he was in Dubai, he was. He did tell me he was going to Dubai, so if that is part of it, I, I do agree with that. Um, he was from uh, the UK, and he was in Dubai when it supposedly happened. Now, the thing that I find even more weird is that then surely it would be in the Dubai press as well as the British press, but it wasn't. And Was he from, um, was he from your town in England? Yeah, no, he, yeah, he was. He's from, well... He was from the countryside, but he was basically, he's basically lived in London his whole life. And um, that party was, uh, I, it was really fun. But when I, so when I got home, I felt a bit headachey, but I didn't think anything of it. But when I woke up, I was, I felt awful. And I just thought, oh no, I've overdone it. Because like, you know, part of you thinks maybe I, I, I was I'm drinking too much. Maybe I just thought I wasn't. Um, and then I still had the headache two weeks later. And um, I still felt it was getting worse. Now, the first symptoms I can think of was, honestly, I just felt dizzy and like a headache, like I'd been hungover. I felt a little bit hungover. I, my, I was very weak. Um, I was very disorientated. Then when it started to get really bad was when I had balance issues. So it progressively uh, got worse over the course of days, hours, weeks? Um, so it, it was very bad at first. And then it, it, it mellowed out. So it just became more of a dull, more of a, it wasn't like I was like writhing in pain, but it became sort of like this, this thing that was always constant. But it, it the symptoms, start, it's how I describe it is I started to get more symptoms. Um, oh, yeah. And... I remember when I realized I was really sick was when I was walking down the street and I just could not walk in a straight line. Um, and I hadn't drunk anything or done any drugs or anything like that for weeks because I was convinced that that's what had caused this. And you so, were finally diagnosed. Who diagnosed you? Yeah. So at first, um, after it had been about a few months, I'd, I'd started to go really insane because of this because I was really upset. I felt like I thought that I'd given myself alcohol poisoning. I thought I thought I did it to myself. At first, I was thoroughly convinced that I, I, I got spiked with something or I'd taken something. So I was mad at myself. So I remember, I remember like going snowboarding with the guy I was dating at the time. And straight afterwards, I had to leave. I had to leave the, 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 the ice um, 
because like I had to leave the whole event because I was so dizzy and I just got home and cried my eyes out. And then the next day, um, I was walking down the street trying to get coffee and I just couldn't walk properly. And I, and I was really frustrated. So I went to ER, which is called A&E in the UK. And I said, I need you to help me. I think I've got, <laughs> at first, I was like, I think I've got spikes and like I'm having some after effect. And they did all these tests to make sure I wasn't pregnant or that it wasn't drugs. And they said, you don't, this isn't caused by drugs or alcohol. You're not pregnant, but we can't find anything wrong with you. Um, and I said, what do you mean you can't find anything wrong with me? I have stomach pains. Like I'm, I'm having, this is a bit gross, maybe TMI. I had diarrhea. I was like, how can you see that there's nothing wrong with me? Because how is that possible for everything to be fine on the test? And they said, we don't know. So... I went to work and I said, I need you guys to help me find someone that specializes in the symptoms that I'm having because there's something wrong with me and I don't know what it is and it's ruining my life. And they referred me to a specialist doctor who, who deals with um, strange sort of symptoms or things that are basically hard to diagnose anywhere else. And he said, I think you have something called Havana syndrome. And I said, I don't know what that is. <laughs> He said, well, it's the only thing that describes all the symptoms you're having and why they don't come up on test results. Because he said that often people with Havana syndrome, it, that nothing shows, it doesn't show up in their, like, there's no, it's not like, you know, you get a test and you're positive for like COVID or something. With Havana syndrome, there is no indication in reflection of health tests. So I said, like, what, what the fuck is Havana syndrome? And he said... Now this is like a whole thing, like you're gonna have to research on. But at that point, I hadn't, I didn't even know what Havana syndrome was. I'd never heard of it. And as soon as I looked up the symptoms, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I have. And how so, did this doctor arrive at that conclusion? So he was asking me my symptoms. He also spoke to the previous hospital, like the ER that that I'd gone to, and. Um, they told him my blood work was fine and everything was seemed okay. And then when he asked me, he said every single one of the symptoms that I was facing were indicative of Havana syndrome and as, alongside the fact that it didn't show up in test results. So let's back and, up for just a second. Uh, I have yeah. two questions. Um, number one, if you can tell us, uh, where was that party? And number two, uh, what, uh, what was that gentleman's name, Martin... Uh, Martin Skinner. I'll type Martin it in chat Skinner. so that you know what and to what to look for. So you went to um, a party, and maybe you can tell us where that party was, and tell us one more I time uh, what Martin Skinner had to do with that night. So Martin was actually my sort of like work colleague um, at the time, and he was also a really good friend of mine. He'd never been, despite being older than me, he'd never been creepy or weird. He always sort of looked after me, and. We went to this to this party in in Chel in Knightsbridge. Yeah, it was in Knightsbridge in London. It was near to Chelsea, and it was a house party. And everyone who went to that party had the same symptoms as I did. But it's not like we'd all drunk in the same things or taken the same things. But not only just that, but basically my whole department at work had these symptoms. And what kind of work now, is it that you guys were doing together? Um, like that time or in general. Well, at the night that you were attacked, what was the nature of the, of the company that you worked for? Honestly, it was it was meant to be a work meeting. It wasn't really. We were just getting <laughs> we were just getting drunk. But um, 
it wasn't it wasn't a work event we just sort of pretended it was um but it it, it was weird because like at the time well, what kind of work um, is was it that you you guys do well at the time i was working in trading in ppe personal protection equipment um and there was a lot of weird stuff going on in that industry um there was another company if i had to if i if someone made me pin down who was responsible i would probably blame it on a competitor company um because this company also this is a whole thing but we'd gone to monaco the year before i believe for a work event and we were at this party and we met this company that we were meant to be investing with and they gave us these clips and i still have an image of what these clips looked like and I'll post that. They were little clips that these companies claimed could solve coronavirus if you wore it. And this clip was literally a piece of plastic, seemingly. And I said, how can this cure COVID? That's scientifically impossible. And they said, it gives out waves. It gives out waves that kill bacteria. <laughs> oh, so they're working on... Um some kind of beam technology to wipe out COVID, huh? But when I opened these things up, because I, I, my friend came running up to me at work and said, you need to look into this because this isn't what they say it is. And I opened it and it was this microphone. It looks like it was a microphone in this product. And I didn't think anything of it. At first, I thought they were just like a competitor company that were trying to listen to us and fuck us over. But when I think about what is is in these pro products that they're claiming to, to like here's an image this is what it looks like you clip it to your chest and they claim it sends out beams that kill covid so and, and you were you were aware you weren't wearing these or had these present at this I party i took it off i took you, it you, off you had this on at the party well i'd taken it off quite um quite like i took it i was one of the first to take my clip off and uh -huh. destroy it and oh, I see. But you, but you did wear it. You did. Did but you hand I them out at the meeting? Yeah. Okay. I had worn it, and um, Martin was fucking obsessed with this company, and I kept trying to. He's a, he was a little bit too nice. He was too trusting oh. of people, and I said to him, "You, th these people are like lying to you. This thing is not going to cure COVID. It's a fucking, it's a fucking clip." And so he you... said to me, "He said oh. to him, no, no, no." He was like, "I believe in them," and they made him wear a clip all the time. And I was really frustrated because I was telling him that they were scamming him. But he, this company disappeared off the face of the earth. I can't find their website. I can't find any of the people that used to work for them. But the one thing that I do know is they used to have a department in London called Earth Investors. It and looks like a Chinese company. That's Chinese, right? That's what's weird. No one in that company no. apart from one person seems to be Chinese. You know, so, I've I've heard um, Kiwi Farms has a Chinese connection. Is yeah, that there true? is a Chinese connection. Uh, before there, we yeah. get into that, uh, for the for people who are only listening to the show, and are not in the the chat room where there's like two people, um, the the clip that our guest is describing you can, you can is a triangular chat, yeah. uh, V. It says V guard on it, and it's a triangle, and it it appears to have little dots in it that would suggest that through this mesh, some kind of uh, uh, a wave is being emitted and from what you're suggesting it's something of a placebo or a scam or uh, and you think that this is what made people sick 
It could be well, a weapon. Well, the reason that I think that it made people sick is that despite the fact that everyone in my department got sick, there were also people who weren't at my place of work who got sick, but all of those people had been to Monaco to meet this company. And the thing with this company is they were really weird around me. Um, they knew that I was a programmer, but they also sort of knew that I, I sort of went on these online crusades in my sort of spare time and I was off work. They wouldn't let me on the company plane. Um, the agreement was that because of key, because of Kiwi Farms, they wouldn't let you on the no, company. No, because of plane. Kiwi Farms. I don't know why. They just had this animosity towards me, and they because of anonymous, maybe. Well, because they of her. Let me travel with them. Probably because of her her weird attitudes, right? So yeah, so they 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 booted me off the the company oh. plane, um, which I found really weird because I was like, I haven't I hadn't done anything to suggest that. But the thing is... You hadn't I, done anything that uh, that you were aware of. Yeah, but everyone around me, like, all the other people who, who I was with, they also agreed that these, like, clips were weird and that we shouldn't be wearing them. So, basically, Martin was the only one wearing his, and I tried, I took it off him multiple times. I got rid of them, and he just kept <laughs> regenerating them. But why actually, did he want... Why, why was he so obsessed with wearing his competitor's he, he, he clip? He liked people, and he was too nice and... and she was too trust trusting of these people, but it gets worse. So they probably could tell that you didn't like the clip and uh, you were not a team player and they didn't want you on their team player plane. No, they didn't want me there. And he, he, the last thing he sent me was a video of him unpacking loads of their products. Um, oh, no. And he was actually wearing them. He was wearing them in the last image I ever got from him. Was he's, him. Wearing, he's wearing more than one of these clips. He was wearing one of these little clips in the last okay. image he ever sent me. He wasn't wearing them like a big panel of flair, like in office space. <laughs> no, he was just wearing one one little triangle <laughs> on his chest. And I zoomed in to the last photo he ever sent me, and I just saw it. And I just thought, oh, for fuck's sake. And, um, and this was in Dubai? He was, yeah, he was supposedly in Dubai at the time, but I have suspicions that he might have been in Turkey because I didn't hear from him that he'd gotten to Dubai. But the last place that I heard he was in was Turkey, but I actually wasn't aware that he'd made it to Dubai. But I've heard a lot of conflicting stories about people who claim that they were with him the night before, but then other people who also claim that they were there didn't know those other people. So I feel like everyone in that group is lying to me or to each other. And I just, I didn't want to be involved in it. So I kind of just dipped from that sector of business because I was kind of scared because <laughs> everyone knew that I was this person's best friend. And if they if they did something to him, why the fuck wouldn't they come after me? And because about just, how, how much time went by between when you were at the party and uh, Martin died? Um, how much time went by? Um, so I had a banner syndrome for about a year and I'm pretty sure it was... God, I, I don't know how much time would be in between his... Okay, it would probably be about a year. Probably be about a year in between the party and when he died. He actually died two months after I got a Kiwi Farms, Fred. Um, what does that mean? A Kiwi think, Farms what? A, a Kiwi Farms, Fred. I don't Fred? think that these people are... are. I don't think these, um, these two events are related. I don't think KF has anything to do with Havana Syndrome. No, I don't but either. it was just quite... It was very, it was very unlucky, but I don't think that they are related events at all. No, the the Kiwi Farms thing is, it seems completely unrelated to 
yeah, you no, having it's, it's, Avengers that's syndrome. That's his own thing. And um, I've had people try and like make it seem like I'm crazy and that I think all of these things are all related. I don't. But I know for a fact that what I experienced... Like, I don't think that that was something that was just the flu, because I wouldn't have had the flu for a year. Um, and it's, the thing is, I'm, I'm trying to, like, um, raise awareness about this thing while people are sort of battling against it and saying, this is a possible Havana Syndrome's a meme. And it's like, yeah, well, that's well and good, but you guys are the same people complaining that the government are hiding things from us, but you don't want to hear it when we try and tell you what those things are. Ah, oh, hypocrites. So, it's hypocritical because I'm not saying to everyone, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not talking about some schizo shit where I'm saying like, oh, uh, you have to be careful going outside. They might hit you with radiation waves. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you can be in certain circles and close to certain people in which someone decides that you are a threat to them. And I don't know how they give it to people. It could be as something as small as something that they drop in your drink, or it could, for all we know, be something you wear like one of those clips but either way it's not one of those sort of skits so they're targeting you you're going to be stalked and gang and killed it's more of a this is how we keep people in line this is the and first instance of havana syndrome i've ever heard of that would be delivered by a little wearable clip well we don't actually know how the rest of it was delivered that's the thing because a lot of the people that have complained about having Havana syndrome, you know, we don't know anything about their day-to-day -day lives apart from where they work. So for all we know, they were given something to wear or they were given a drink with something in it because there is no, there is, everyone who has had Havana syndrome is able to explain the symptoms, but not how they got it. Do you have any recollection so, of having heard that uh, high-pitched buzzing sound that we played earlier? I didn't listen to it because I was kind of scared of it, but... um have you ever heard a high-pitched buzzing sound um it's it's kind of one of those things that's difficult to tell because i mean uh i mean i have tinnitus so did you uh, develop do you think you developed tinnitus no, I've had tinnitus since i was really young but the uh. other thing is um i'm quite sensitive to noises in general so i will hear everything if there's a lorry outside i'll hear that or um someone's phone ringing in you know upstairs like you know for all i know i did hear one but i wouldn't have been able to put my finger on an exact moment i heard that noise but i'm not saying it's impossible that i that i heard that noise this is quite I a story out, i wrote out this whole part where i was assuming i thought it was it was tied in with um kiwi farms and every everything why I would you this really was, i I had this whole idea that it started out, you know, one person gets pissed off, someone steps over a line, someone calls someone a pedophile, next thing you know, they're dropping docks on each other, then people are getting swatted, and then they hit you with the Havana Syndrome microwave gun. Like, I thought this was all part of one, all, all, all rolled up together. Don't you think but that's giving me, the Kiwi Farms assholes no. a little too much credit? Oh, I think absolutely. Well, I think uh, it's insane that anyone think like Kiwi Farms. It yeah, it's shady. Josh does have connections to China. I'm not denying all of that, but these okay. kind of things cannot happen to you unless it's IRL contact, because you, it's you're mm. not going to have internet beef and then this kind of thing happen. This is the kind of thing that happens when people are working closely in business in real life situations. It's not going to be something to do with some gossip forum. Elaine, and so did, Elaine did. Uh, 
did anyone else who attended that party experience anything like what you felt? Yeah, some people still have it. I was one of the first for it to... I, I mean, I had it for the least amount of time. A lot of people were a lot sicker mm. for a lot longer than I was. You put that V-clip down first of anyone else, though, too, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did. Mm. These fucking V-clips, um, dude. Where'd you get this image of the V-clip advertisement? I mean, it, if you go to the site, it, it's basically dead. All the sites for it are scam sites. What about like, archive.org? What if we went on archive real quick and tried to find it? B plus guard is what you want to look for, yeah. Um, but I really, really don't like these things. Um, I really don't think that... I, 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 If I had to say who I think could have played a part, I would have definitely said this company. Because what they're, what they're selling is scientifically illogical. You're not going to get rid of coronavirus by wearing a piece of plastic. But That's this not going to happen. This was also, so, it sounds like, pretty early in the pandemic, and uh, there was a lot of hocus-pocus I, I mean, we were sold. The, we were the only people allowed out to other countries during the pandemic because we were considered frontline workers because we were in personal protection equipment. So for us, um, everyone else was, was sort of left in the dark a lot about the pandemic, and we were sort of having to break new ground and sort of find different products and um like v plus guard were one of the first companies to try and shield their idea and i don't think that they were some sort of idiots that were like confused because what what they were doing they had lots of money and it seemed very weird to me that they had a plane and all of these things because no one had heard of them and um it was weird to me at the time how they were also one of seemed to be those types of wealthy people that had just gotten a lot of money. So you know how you have people that come into money and they, they don't really have much class? Um, it was one of those situations where I was like, all of are these you saying, are not... Are you saying Michael Skinner is new money? Uh, no, Martin, 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 Martin wasn't like that, but this company that was selling... The V-Clip people were. were. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah, they, he actually was their competitor. Yet he yeah, was, we, yet he we was obsessed with buying yeah. up, buying them up, and wearing them. Mm. Can you? Is there I, anything? Is there anything like? It doesn't. Why? I don't would, think Martin why was he? Would, I don't think Martin friendly? would. I don't think he ever would have wanted to hurt any of us. Mm. He was very protective of his friends, and I and I genuinely believe that he would never have have uh, shielded a company that he thought could have harmed anyone, but. I think it sounds like a lot of people were getting sick from him and he was clinging to them and wearing well. them to the last day. He but he's kept sick. wearing them. He kept wearing them and wearing them. Because until... he trusted them. He 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 thought oh. that because they were he, he he got on with them over a drink that he would get on with them in business. That was the problem with Martin. He thought that anyone that he could have fun with in, in a Chelsea nightclub would be viable to work with. And that was the problem. It was that he they would sort of smile at him and and be like, you know, they would smile and they would ask him how his day was and he would consider them trustworthy. And he wasn't stupid, but he was one of those people that didn't want to believe that someone would be out to hurt us. He was naive, so, you think? He was very, yeah. very naive. And Tragic. it was very, very frustrating. But during the time, he was, under a, he was on a lot of drugs as well, which really didn't help because they took advantage of that fact. And, and you tried to warn him. You tried to I warn did. him. I, I tried to tell him that... Um, that uh, the products that he was taking or the things that he was shilling were from companies that none of us had heard of that were often foreign and 
we don't know what they're doing, who they are or what they're giving us. But he said not, they would never hurt us. They're our friends. And I said, that's, they don't know us. Do you think they tried a biological or a beam acoustic type weapon on you, perhaps? You were, I don't do know you... what they did, because I think if we knew how we got Havana syndrome, there would be a way to stop it and a way to prove it. So I think mm. that there's a, a lack of research into what causes it to happen or how it's transmitted. Because if we knew that, then we'd be able to prove that it was it was a thing to all the people that don't think it is. Do you still have your V-Guard? Um, no, no, I destroyed it. And did you happen to see what um, was inside the V-Guard or what it was made of? Yeah. It was a bunch of wires um, and what looks like a microphone. Did you try to um, uh, I threw hack it, in it the, look no, into I threw its it in electron? The, uh, no, I threw it in uh, the, the sea. Um, in the sea? In the sea you in threw the it out ocean. to the sea. That's dramatic. I know it's fucked, but... I didn't know what to do at the time, and I was I was anxious. So my friend, who was my colleague, just said, "I threw mine in the sea. You should too." So I I did. And this was more of a symbolic casting off of the uh, V guard. No, I just didn't know how to destroy it. Ah. So I thought ah. that the water would fry it. Now, what what did you make of the the guts of this thing? Did, were there any little circuit boards or anything like that? I. It, it was it, it looked like it a mess like a, it was a mess of just wire and things that i genuinely never seen before like what um like I, it's hard to like it was it was very very complex um and it was a lot of different sort of wires and shapes and screws and i just looked at it and i was like yeah fuck that <laughs> and i chucked it <laughs> were, um, were they shiny or did it look like a circuit board uh, it looked a little bit like a circuit board, um, but a lot mm. more complex. They were, it was, mm. it was shiny. There were different colored cables. Now, um, there's a lot of talk about aliens. Did it look like something <laughs> from another, from another, uh, did no. It look, uh, no, no, no. It looked, unearthly. Like, it looked very, it just looked like something a lot, a lot of people would spend a lot of time constructing. Did it look like shitty Chinese crap that they were trying to sell to kind wear on of. your lapel? Um, yeah, uh. It, it, it didn't look crap. It just looks like over, very overly complex. Just a rat's nest of wires and, this, and yes, components. Yeah. Yeah. This, this yeah. image looks very uh, low quality to me. Like the like they put the most work into the image, and even that's not very good. But Elaine, we are running out of time, and uh, there's there's yeah. so many questions uh, shooting up and down the fucking chat room over here people right. are, are telling me to ask questions i'm not gonna ask you but i understand that uh well i have a couple of questions uh wh what's going on with the youtube channel oh yeah no i have a, i have a youtube channel i do streams on yeah um, my youtube is troll cow backup so i'll type that in your chat so that people people know what it is yeah go ahead uh, and, and uh I'll, I'll have to type it into the uh the one chat oh there you go you got it yeah and so, so that's on YouTube, and they haven't stopped you from posting there, but you've getting, you're getting shut down everywhere else. Yeah, I don't think that is anything to do with Havana. I think that is just people being mad and people being angry at what I'm saying to them in public. So they're oh. just hitting report. <laughs> so you're being, you're, you've been gang stalked, hit with the, uh, you know, on Kiwi Farms. You're being battle banned by all the social media companies to the yeah. point you're talking about getting your lawyer in 
and yeah. you've been hit with Havana syndrome, but these are not yeah. related. And these, these are not three, no. and these you're are not three the different first, uh, person that we've it had is on. It's very unlucky. I mean, it sounds like they should be related, but I honestly <laughs> don't think they are. Well, I was just going to say that this is not our first uh, Kiwi Farms victim guest either. We we had Fred on, and uh, mm-hmm. and we've we've talked yeah. about other people with Kiwi Farms accounts, not accounts, but now, uh, the thing pages. is, Kiwi Farms are very much my attitude on Kiwi Farms is. Well, not not appreciated by a lot of people, but as far as I see it, r- all I think should happen is that they should face the same things that they put others through. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't think that censoring them or getting them banned from the internet is the correct option. I, I would prefer that all of their users be doxxed and de- de-anonymized because that's what they do to other people. So if we level the playing fields, we have a greater chance at getting rid of them than if we do foul play and try and silence them. I so think you're that's against, okay. you're... So this is this is your chance, Elaine. Uh, tell us what it is that Josh Moon is connected to China. Um there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a, there's a there's a whole thing there. Um God. Um, uh, for the audience who don't know, Josh Moon is the uh, the owner of Kiwi Farms and he's head asshole over there. He's, um, to put it this way, the way he set up the forum, he's had to rely on other people. Oh, God, I don't know how to explain it. He's like the front man. And there are other people who actually own the servers of Kiwi Farms that are not him. Yes, we're aware of that. He is technically not the legal owner. No, he's not the legal owner. He doesn't own the servers. He doesn't own the servers, no. Another company does. Yeah, we've talked um, about this because uh, when we had Fred on, he was he was determined to clue people into the uh, the ownership of the servers and the problems with their license. The server is owned by a company called Flow Chemical, which is a Chinese-owned company, and that company, I I, I genuinely, for the life of me, cannot work out what the fuck it is they do. But from what I've seen, it seems to be the um, production and sale of uh, minerals and resources and the trafficking of those things from Singapore to Australia, where the company is located. But the reason I don't think that they have anything to do with the Manor Syndrome is because of how fucking clueless Josh is about those kinds of things. I think that if he was actually... He'd be a pawn? Could he be um, a pawn? He is. He is. His bank accounts were not shut down because of Bordrack, um, or because of anti Kiwi Farms. They were shut down because he was moving fraudulent money <laughs> through them. Um, I. I don't know. I don't think that he. I don't think that he is essentially a pawn so much as just that there's um there's a lot i mean the flow stuff everyone's talked about the flow stuff there's an article about it liz fong jones has written stuff about it but as far as i'm concerned i i don't believe i don't really side with um either kiwi farms or drop kiwi farms i think both of them are two evils and the reason that that is is because both of their techniques in dealing with each other are just fucking appalling um the things they are doing to each other um are essentially just forms of either harassment or terrorism on both sides. Sure. I mean, first so you're, of you're, all... Cr- Caffles, you're saying, is just as bad I, as Kiwi I mean, I, I personally can't stand her. 
because she was happy she was happy taking over a hundred thousand dollars from members of the public that was not used for what she said she was going to use it for i am not saying that she is a bad person in wanting to try and fight the fight but she is 100% a bad person for claiming that money was going to be used in legal action and then spending it on stuff that wasn't legal action. That, I don't know what she spent it on, but it wasn't. That would be uh, fraud. It's fraud. And that's, I mean, Kevils is a fucking fraudster. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend um, to either side that, either, that any sort of side in this are particularly moral when, you know, Josh is over here trying to silence people like me saying that we're schizophrenic or that we need to be or that we need to be sectioned just because he's scared of what we have to say about him. And I also don't agree with like people like Keffel's trying to censor everyone by by essentially stealing thousands of dollars off members of the public and then not going through with what she said she would and essentially resulting in basically not only people losing money but people also feeling like their voices aren't being heard because her plan was to get a lawyer to help shut down the forum. So essentially both sides have massively fucked over the public and if anyone should be annoyed it's basically everyone that, that was sold a lie by sure. both sides. Now they have figuratively fucked over the public and uh, Kilgore, don't you know something about Josh that's a little more literal? No. no. What, what about him? Well, uh, I he, thought, no, I we're mean, talking to Kilgore. Kilgore seems I, to know something about... I'm, I know I know a lot of things about him. Yeah. So what was what? the thing that you were telling me about him that uh, well, I, well, that you I asked me know. never to to speak about? I I think this is a question for Kilgore. Kilgore knows something. Oh, this I don't know anything. About you don't want to really. say it. This would be a good no, time I, to come I, out with it. What? Come out with what? You, you know what I'm you told me. I'm not sure me. what you're talking about. I think you yeah. do. No, Kilgore. But I think one one of the things <laughs> I do want to ask your opinion on. Is, yeah, go ahead. We're running out of time. We just have just a couple of minutes have you, left. You've heard about um, the whole Liz, Liz von Liz Jones Fawn. thing. What's your What's your stance on that? Because I cannot. I, I I honestly can't. Like it's difficult for me to actually be able to tell half the time who I think is more in the right. Well, because it, we can't really sides, do that without without explaining what what you mean by that that person's name and what the situation is briefly. I mean, with the situation with Liz, Liz is a trans woman who. Um, she was targeted by Kiwi Farms, right? It was targeted by Kiwi Farms. Essentially, she worked for Google, I think. I don't know. Fuck knows. Um, and now I think she works for Honeycomb. I don't even know what that is either. But um, I actually, I do. I think I've heard of them. But it's she, like Vigard. Essentially, there's like a thread that supposedly has exposed, allegedly, I say heavily, because most of the stuff. What is a thread? A th it's thread. Sorry, I can't Oh, Most okay. of the stuff being exposed on Kiwi Farms is just pure fucking fan fiction, but supposedly there was her. She had a history of sexual misconduct that was um, posted in her thread, and apparently that's why she wants to get rid of KF. Now, I don't know how true that is because eventually, essentially, we don't know why Liz wants to take down KF. But the assumption is it's to hide this sexual misconduct. But well, I think I thought... that it's a bit of a leap for people to assume people's reasons. I... I thought practically everyone who has a thread on Kiwi Farms is um, wanting to have it taken down. And in the past, I thought, weren't you part of the uh, campaign to take them down? So originally, also, originally, I saw, the, and I'm just going to lay this out here to complete the picture. 
Uh, Godwinson also came after you. He's a streamer. Briefly. Not, any, not he, anymore, it, but... Because, because you had defended Josh Moon and that so, you were taking Josh Moon's side when nobody else was. Now, can <laughs> you, it seems like you've kind of kind of gone back and forth on your views. So you want... my view has always been, at first, for a period of time, I was on the side of Drop KF. And the reason I was is because I'd experienced so much sexual harassment that mm -hmm. I was just fucking angry um but after a while having having sort of like that gone away a little bit i sort of realized that my personal experience was not really enough of a of a reason now the only reason i would go after kiwi farms would be for censoring other people um but i don't think that the correct response is to not is to take away the platform that those people have to talk on it's to it's to put them through the same things they put other people through I don't have a problem doxing them, they dox other people. I don't have a problem bullying them, they bully other people. I don't have a problem with any of those things, but I don't think that silencing someone should ever be um, a mode of attack. But my my position was not necessarily to defend Josh, but I mean, people like Godwinson were claiming that Josh was a child molester, and I don't think he is. And all I said was that I don't believe he is a pedophile. And I also would not be taking part in the drop kiwi farms for the thing for the reasons that I just stated. And people took that to mean that I was defending Josh and the kiwi farms. I was taking his side. In reality, I was just taking no one's side and I was saying, can we stick to facts? Because there is no actual evidence that Josh touches kids. Um, he might be a, a fraudulent dickhead, but I'm not going to go as far as to say he's a child molester. So I... Um, I had a problem with that. And, I'm, and I have a big problem with people using the pedophile word um to try and personal army against people it there's, happens there's it's the number of... it's the number one method that yeah. gets used that, there's a lot of things that we can hate a... josh for that are true we don't need to make them up it's good that you, know? you bring up personal army because full uh disclosure here folks i met troll cow i think a year or two ago probably <laughs> two years ago in oh, no, in the 420 chan discord and it was every day it was she, bad. she was posting was personal armies yeah you know, two years ago posting personal army posts trying to get anonymous and kurtaner and kurtaner to go after yeah. kiwi farms and um i told her everybody would have told her that's not how anonymous works you become anonymous you are yeah, anonymous and that. you do it yourself <laughs> you do not petition anonymous to do things for you and usually they'll they'll pick up on it and snowball and i was and so i was very don't. young at that time um and i'm that was like the first time i think i i, I learned how to how to go after things myself and you did join anonymous and you did um start a, a campaign against kiwi that's Farm. anonymous with a capital a if i'm not mistaken that's right was your how successful were you? We don't have time. Well, look, we're running out of time. We, we can't really okay. get into this. Okay, well. Uh, I think we know how we, successful we that was because Kiwi that, Farms right? is still there. And <laughs> I feel like... What are you going to do? Um, so as far as I'm concerned, my prerogative is to just ex is to de-anonymize people like they do. So if I see a Janny or someone that I know is someone that has shit opsec that is able to be doxxed, I don't have a problem doxing them because I know they would do the same to me any day. And so at this point, it's think... not even really anonymous. It's de-anonymous because you're out there using your face and your name and insisting that they do too. 
I'm saying if I my my the reason why people feel a victim of kiwi farms is because the playing uh, fields are not equal. If we level the playing fields and we do to them what they do to us, they'd be far more likely, far less likely to do that. Now, the by only... the same token, don't you want to level the? Don't you want to get a hold of one of these fucking microwave ray guns and just shoot it at whoever the fuck put this in your body? Um, yes, but at the same time, I I know that those types <laughs> of people. Those types of people are not Kiwi farms, and they are, they could probably end me. <laughs> so, uh, I'd rather not. No, we, look, uh, we gotta go. It's, it's been a, a eye-opening experience talking to you. I've, I've never had a conversation like this before in my life. Uh, I, I hope it was as cathartic for you to, to tell this story. Do yeah, definitely. You, Thank you. If you could say anything to people that, that continue to deny the Havana syndrome thing, because even I'm a skeptic and I just don't know, uh, if you could, if you could just put it in a sentence or two for us, uh, what can you leave people with who still have doubts about Havana syndrome and the realities of it? I would say that nearly every person who was skeptic of COVID but ended up with it is is no longer skeptic that COVID exists. And it's very much the same for these types of things is that people want to they want to go on about the corruption that takes place in government and high business, but they also don't want to recognize that these things are very real and could be happening to them or people around them. And I think that in calling people schizophrenic or crazy or liars, they are dismissing the possibility that the government and pe people in business would go this far. And I think that's doing a massive disservice to citizens. By the same yeah. token, they'll go even farther. They've got guns that will like cause you to spasm in your sleep and shatter your <laughs> spinal cord. They shoot you, not make a single noise, and cause you to have a heart attack. And by yeah, the same true. token, we have uh, we have guns right now that are supposedly capable of resisting a tyrannical government. And I wonder, uh, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, you got them. As far as well, you guys don't have them across the pond, but uh, I mean, yeah, we yeah. got all I these mean, fucking I mean, guys over here. The that... I don't have a license, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we got these people over here. They're like, I'm gonna stand up against the tyrannical government coming for I'm, us. And it's I'm like, all right, stand well, stand up against the government. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, you got your gun. Uh, there they are. What are you going to do? I mean, that's what people try to do with the Capitol. It didn't exactly go to plan. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Uh, oh, so there's a, there's a documentary that coming best. out that's going to that's gonna address how we got to places like 420chan and, and 8chan, where we talked about Fred, and uh, how we got all, all the way up to that moment that's coming out later this year. And you're going to see a uh, friend of the show, Jihad, there in it, and, uh, and I'm in it. Kurtaner's in it. I don't know if I can name it yet, but um, it's coming out, and I can't no, say I, where I, it's coming I've from. Seen, I've seen, I, I don't know if I've seen any of it, but I definitely saw a previous documentary that had quite a selection of people I knew in it. Yeah, there's that, that one. Funny. And then we there's a there's another one coming out that um, we we can't talk about it just yet, but it's going to be there. Hey, Elaine Miller, you can check her out at uh, at Troll Cow Backup. Troll Cow Backup right. on YouTube. She keeps yeah. getting kicked off of Twitter, and. Uh, uh, we we couldn't find her anywhere, except for some weird little Twitter account that I got linked, and I was able to reach out to you. And uh, thank you for yeah. making yourself available to us at this odd hour in the UK. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on, and it's fun talking to you. You're you're a pleasure to talk to. I don't I don't know where the animosity is coming from. You're a total sweetheart, and and thanks for being on oh, Hate thank Radio. You. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you for you having too. me on. Okay, Elaine, we're going to let you go. Kilgore, do you have any uh, any final thoughts for the, the show? Oh, um... 
Putting you Ooh. on the spot. There you go. Ooh, I'm, I believe I'm that's a three second of, uh, lack. If I see one of the, if I, I'm afraid if I see one of those V guard things uh, <laughs> floating around, I'll, I'm gonna fucking turn oh right God. around and leave the place. I, I gotta I say, I would love to see shit. one. I want to fucking take it apart and bust it open and hear the buzzing. Unta untangle those wires. I want to wear one on each lapel, dude, and just see if if I don't crash the Chrysler into something on. And they say I was on cocaine in Dubai. Hack it and turn it to your own ends, you know? We'll hand it to Jihad and see what they do with it. Hey, this is Hate Radio, um, brought to you proudly, as always, by Liebel Joker Incorporated. Check out mine and Billy's writing on the Internet Chronicle. We st we're still fucking doing it every goddamn day of the week. And uh, we, like I said earlier in the show, we just published the thing about Elaine Miller. You can see her there. And, uh, oh, take your Terramax. Swallow those pills just like Dr. Troubadour told you to earlier in the show. He's always there looking out for you. There's an Internet Chronicle game in the works. It's probably like halfway done. We're looking at a, at a Christmas release date. So check out the Chronicle.su video game coming out soon. The documentary with us in it. Um, what else is going on? We're sucking dicks under the bridge for money right now. But uh, things might get better. This is Hate Radio, Midnight in the Desert. I'm Hate Sack. This has been Kilgore. Thanks for a great show, man. Yeah. Uh, and to the audience, you can go fuck yourselves. Oh, yeah. Go fuck yourselves. But also thank you guys for being here, too. It's it's so great to see the, the usual people. We have Kerrigan, Tato, Not Quite Gonzo. I believe Toxie might have been here for a minute. Uh, Stupid Demon Baby. Name Changer 00. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this one. Dingo? Dingo? Hunter is here, Shadow Legend, 69, Cowpoli, um, people I've never seen before. I mean, there's kind of a, a lot of new faces here. Neo Nermine and uh, PCAP. Thanks for the info earlier and Kluinison to Rondito. Our condolences to his family. I wrote a thing on uh, on Rondito's uh, memorial page. You guys can go there. And if you do Rondito, I'm sure his mom would like to see something besides go fuck yourself on the page. People are writing rest in piss and stuff on Rondito's thing. That's it. Thanks again, Troll Cow, for, for being our guest tonight. Billy, fuck off. Chat room, fuck off. This is Radio Hate. We love you guys.